Ben, I regret that we did not do this movie back in 2012. We oh, didn't yeah? have a podcast yet. Uh-uh. Uh, but I feel like if we had a podcast back in 2012 and we did this movie, Dread, back then, this is what I would have said to open the episode. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Hey, they something to dread about 2012, and it ain't Carl Urban. It's that damn Hawaiian calendar. They made up a calendar and said, ain't no need to make one past 2012. <laughs> we ain't going to need no more calendars. <laughs> damn, that would have been a great opener. You're it right. Man, uh, God, it would have killed. Damn, killed. dude. People would have been dying talking about that calendar. Oh, man. And also a little bit trepidatious. Like, well, maybe the world will end. Maybe. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Damn it. Damn, we but, missed the boat, didn't we? You know what? Maybe world did end, and we just oh, didn't shit. even notice. We didn't even notice, huh? Hmm. Lord hmm. have mercy. Here we are. <laughs> left behind. Are. Le- Kirk Cameron. Left behind. Kirk Cameron style. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. On the newest yep. installment of Dead and Lovely, the podcast That's you're listening us. to with the host of the most, me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about Dreedy. From 20 and 12. That's him. Dreedy. Dreedy. That's yeah. right. Uh, this is a Patreon pick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles threw this in. Shout Woo. out to Miles. Awesome fella. Um, yeah, and awesome taste. This has been in the bowl off and on. I think he's changed this submission a few times, but this has been in, in the bowl off and on for quite mm. a while. Uh, and glad it came up because this is one that uh, when I watched it, I was I was very impressed um, and then found out when we did Annihilation that it's an Alex Garland movie, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, oh, more interesting. So right? I'm very glad we got to talk about this one. And hey, man, it's the end of the year. Everybody's taking down the Garland. We're bringing the Garland back up, baby. <laughs> yeah, it put just it back makes up. sense. Yeah. Get it up there. <laughs> and with it being the end of the year, that means we're also going to give you guys a year in horror movie roundup in the preview palace. Uh, mm-hmm. After we shoot the shit and do all kinds of other fun stuff, if you guys want to get straight on to the movie review, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. That's right. But get them damn socks and shoes off. It's the end of the year. It's time to relax and circle back to your business on January. But for now, let's just relax. Let's settle in. Let's let the Christmas aftermath take you down a peg or two. And let's just have a little chit-chat. Let's have a talk and a chin wag. How about it? Well, you get down your fiddle and you get down your bowl. Kick off your shoes and you throw them on the floor. Dance <laughs> in the kitchen till the Friday night. Losing them. <laughs> wait, wait, I got that a little mixed up. <laughs> Daddy sang bass. Mama, Mama touched my wiener. <laughs> oh. oh, is that the lyrics? Oh. Yeah, I think, I think you had that off a little. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll look it up later. Well, we're recording this the week before Christmas. It's coming up. It's coming in real fast, man. And things are accelerating over here at the Petler Inn. Things have been very busy. And it's going to get a little bit more busier, but tis the season for that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's time people get together, right? So, yeah, there's, there's going to be a little bit of hecticness going on. I... Uh, also, I'm dealing with a, a move at yeah. the end of next month uh, and trying to find an apartment for us to to, to move to. I advise and, finding the place ugh. first before you move. You know what? That's a it's It's a good idea, but is it the only way? 
I, I mean, you could pack your whole car up with uh-huh. your belongings and then right. just drive around being like, anybody got a house? Yeah. Anybody? Yep. Because a car will do it. For <laughs> yeah. And Southern Charm goes a long way, it especially does. there in Yankeeville, Portland. Listen, I'll tell you what. I bet there are certain areas of Oregon that that Southern Charm would really get us a house. But it we don't want to live there. Hmm. Okay. All right. No. Well, maybe not then. Maybe no. not then. Maybe not then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you find you a place before you move to it. That would be yeah, my Yeah, we will. We, yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. We will. <laughs> you been doing any movie watching in, in amongst all this uh, busyness you've been doing? Yeah. So I've been watching a few things. Uh, Anna had a birthday. and Purpose. Yeah. 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 So for her birthday, we watched uh, whatever she wanted to watch. And that was three strange movies. She's been watching hmm. a lot of weird movies lately she's just mm. uh, uh, see- seeking out the odd uh okay the i'm interested mm-hmm. and so uh she chose to watch holy motors i don't know that one. Oh, you don't it's a french movie uh-huh. um boy it, it is weird uh also very impressive the the lead actor is playing so many different roles um and and, and, and well i guess it's really one role but he's playing several uh, you know what <laughs> i don't want to ruin it just watch Holy okay. Motors if you want to watch a, a very Holy strange Motors. movie yeah <laughs> um also watch sorry to bother you which oh yeah man it's a weird one dude <laughs> that is great. a strange movie <laughs> loved it uh just a pro union fucking uh, damn the man fuck the system type of movie and i love yeah, that very much. So, i need yeah. to watch it again the first time that i watched it i think it was so much more bizarre than what i was anticipating it affected my enjoyment of it <laughs> oh really okay. yeah yeah no yeah it's, it was it was great and i guess holy motors had set me up for it to be weird and i knew it was going to be odd but it was and you know to me it was uh i don't know it had uh, shades of uh they cloned tyrone that clone tyrone came after of course so that that would have probably been influenced by this but the clone Tyrone is a little bit more straightforward, though it's also a very strange one itself. Uh, but yeah, it's it's got it's got some real fucking weirdness, and that hmm. that like midway twist of of uh, sorry to bother you is boy. It's oh something. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, and then we watched a movie called Forbidden Zone. Hmm, I don't know that one either, man. Okay, it's weird. Check it out. Forbidden Zone. Is it, it, is, is it a horror movie? What is it? It, it is. It's an Oingo Boingo movie. <laughs> oh, is, like literally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, Danny, Danny Elfman's brother directed it. Danny Elfman is in it playing Satan and the guys what? Oingo Boingo are, are in it. Yeah. It, it very clearly influenced Nightmare Before Christmas and I wish I had seen it a week earlier. Yeah, damn. Yeah. What it's cool. hell? It's cool. I mean, uh, like the <laughs> the overall production quality, you know, is it's like, hmm, it's avant garde. I would say, like, because you you know, you pretty easily buy into the production quality because the sets are really cool and like the characters are strange and interesting. Uh, and it's yeah. I mean, it's well worth a watch. I, I think hmm. definitely check it out. Rad. Uh-huh. And then uh, also we uh, on Legacy Brutality just recently did The Hunchback of Notre Dame for uh, a bonus features, a Patreon exclusive episode over there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen 
the mm-hmm. 1923 Hunchback of Notre Dame. I have not. Uh, have you ever seen Lon Chaney and his makeup for that? I don't think I have, no. Okay, well, it is. It's uh, amazing. It's an in, just full-on transformation. He, like, hooked. He had this, like, harness where he, like, hooked his chest to a harness in his crotch so he couldn't stand up fully. Oh. Yeah, and he, like, walked on the insides of his feet with his knees, like, turned in and stuff. And it's, like, all physicality, but he's also, like, the guy is so insanely like strong and has amazing muscle control like he's climbing around and stuff on this enormous set and like jumping around and like just like so much stuff that like i saw and was like how how did he do that yeah Um, he's like manually crippled himself yeah and he's also wearing like makeup that's obscuring his vision but doing these like He's doing his own stunts. He's doing dangerous. That's bananas. Yeah. Uh, the man was just uh, an anomaly. And, you know, if he existed today, he would like he would be unstoppable. The man would it be It sounds like he really laid down the groundwork for Tom yeah. Cruise. Am I right? <laughs> I'd say really Buster, Ke- Buster Keaton really laid that down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Old stone face, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, on Friday night, uh, uh, on the screaming chat, we watched the, the Joe Bob Christmas uh, telethon thing that he had with uh, showing The Brain, which we've actually Oh, The watched. Brain is awesome. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, we watched it on the screaming chat before, and yeah, it's a fun time. The Brain it's is so weird. It's a great so piece of shit. Yeah, yeah it's so, uh, so stupid. I love it. Uh, and then after that, he showed Ginger Dead Man, which is also fun. Yeah. Um, and then on uh, on Sunday night, I subjected us to Christmas Bloody Christmas. I know some people out there listening are like, I love Christmas Bloody Christmas. Man, I cannot stand a single character in that movie. Oh, shit. The, the lighting is cool. The central premise is cool. I hate all the characters and want them to die. And if it, that is the intent of the director, bravo. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make for a fun watch, though. <laughs> it's hard for me, man. They're, like, seriously, you can tell it's a lot of kind of improv. And the primary improv is to just throw fuck in everywhere. And it... I don't know. It just feels so much like... Uh, the hanging out with the worst people you could hang out with on Christmas. Trying to be edgy, like yeah. yeah. Oh, Ugh. it's definitely trying to be edgy. She says Alien Resurrection is the best Alien movie. Okay, now you're just trying to piss me off. She okay. says Soundgarden Super Unknown is trash. Oh, okay. Now you are really striking at my core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I am. This character's the worst. Offended. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway. Super Unknown is great. That's one of my yes, favorite albums what? of all time, what? man. I know everybody loves Bad Motor Finger, but dude, Super Unknown uh, is the fucking one, man. Yes, agreed. Bad Motor Finger is amazing album. Oh, it's great. It's Don't amazing. Get me wrong. It's fucking great. But Super Unknown. What? Oh. How, how can you hate Super Unknown? Fourth That's of July, crazy. especially the back half of the record with Fourth of July and Limo yeah. Wreck and all that shit. God damn. There's more odd time signatures on that record than a fucking Rush album, too. It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. So good. Dude, so yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I don't uh, want to steer anybody away from Christmas Bloody Christmas because this seems to be a divisive film. Some people love it, and some people hate it. Um, so, I, I definitely think the aesthetic is cool as hell. It's largely lit 
by Christmas lights in most scenes. That's that, cool. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it's rad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, it's the second time I watched it. And I was just thinking, like, oh, when I watched this, I hated it. But I didn't remember, like, how much I hated it to the point of not <laughs> enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's what we've been watching on. What you've been watching on? Nice, man. Not a ton. We've been pretty busy with a lot of holiday shenanigans and all right. that. So we just kind of had some of the usual, you know, Christmas movies on, some Elf and stuff like that. We watched uh-huh. uh, the old Muppet Christmas Carol the other oh, day. Oh, we got to get on that one, yeah. God damn, man. It doesn't get better. Like, there yeah. is not a better version of the Christmas Carol story than that. And fucking, man, Michael Caine. Like, I feel like I talk about it every year because every year I'll watch this movie and I'm still just blown away by the level of conviction that guy has in the movie. Like, right. next time that you watch it, Kate really dialed me into this when we were watching it, but like, there's a part, I think it's in the Ghost of Christmas Past scene, uh-huh. where he's like, I know this place. It's Fuzzy Wig's old rubber chicken factory. And he says it with such fucking conviction. <laughs> like he, And such believability. Yeah, like, yeah, a rubber chicken factory would be a sound investment. <laughs> and he really just sells the fuck out of all of it. God yeah. damn. Infinitely watchable. Still so fucking good. Uh, watch Love Actually, as usual. A movie okay. that is... Just aging weirder and weirder every year, man. <laughs> That's the fun about it, right? It is kind of is, Every though. time you watch it, you're like, boy, what was going on here? But also, like, I, I mean, there's still charming characters in there. There's still some people that you like. I like, uh, what's her name? The, the, the secretary or whatever to the president. Oh, Super you're talking cute. about the one that's like fucking body shamed to hell by everyone and on she's Earth. Gorgeous. And yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely crazy. gorgeous. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Her dad is definitely a fat guy, and he's like, "Oh, plumpy." Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Well, Shut I don't think up, he dude. means it in a negative way. Um, I mean, I think other people definitely mean it in a negative way. But Man, uh, a bunch think... of pricks in that movie, dude. I mean, yeah, there there are there really are. <laughs> But like, yeah. I think it's also kind of a sign of, you know, that close after 9-11, we were just so desperate for anything that seemed wholesome and lovey-dovey right. and sappy. It's like, give me anything, please. And but that movie was there for it. But like every year past that. It's dark as shit. <laughs> the spell is like wearing off with every single yeah. year. So I was watching it this time and I was really keying in on uh, Alan Rickman's character, Right. Right. Uh-huh. And he works in that office with Laura Linney and Carl right. and uh, that that secretary of his that he's definitely wanting to bang the whole time, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's never really, really talked about like what that office does. It seems like it's some kind of marketing or publishing firm or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what they're actually running is like a it's like a sexual harassment workshop is what he's in charge of. <laughs> I think his office <laughs> develops different methods of sexual harassment in the workplace. So first thing that we get is him okay. encouraging Laura Lenny to hook up with a coworker. So just sure. encouraging office relationships, you guys yeah. should fuck. He basically just tells her. Shit where you eat, he says. Yeah, exactly. He says uh-huh. that. Obviously, he is also hot to trot with his secretary, Mia, who is grossly unprofessional. Yeah, she's really, really hot, though. So, Oh, yeah. But then there's also <laughs> that line where um, I think he's talking to, it might be Laura Lenny or somebody, uh-huh. uh, and they're like talking about planning the office Christmas party. 
And Alan Rickman is like, oh, the usual, order the guacamole, hire a band, and encourage everyone to stay away from Kevin unless they want their breasts fondled. And it's like, <laughs> who the fuck is Kevin? Like, you know Kevin <laughs> is fondling women in your office. It's a fact. I think he says if they want their breasts unfondled. Like, that line slipped by me a million times. Wow. And I'm like... How much sexual harassment is going on in this fucking office? They're innovators uh, of sexual harassment. Maybe it's a sexual harassment factory. That's what they're doing. I'm pretty they're sure they're producing cranking it, it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've always wondered where it comes from. We're there importing it, it from the UK, from Alan Rickman's office. Wow. Important. That actually makes it sound a little bit nicer. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Put a British like, well, put a British accent on your sexual harassment. Now it's charming. Well, could be. It is a just a nutty ass movie, man. Yeah, uh, and of course watch Die Hard because fucking hell yeah, yeah great. God, choice. what a quality movie, dude! Uh-huh. What a fucking high quality movie. We did that one on the show several mm-hmm. years back. Go back and give that one a listen. And one I'm, day maybe we'll do Love Actually. One day. What? <laughs> it's a it is a horror film. Uh, <laughs> I I want to go back to. I think when we did Die Hard, I talked about my my uh, uh, characters breaking the fifth wall, which is the idea that potentially every character an actor plays is the same person. Oh, so I love that, yeah. what if the guy from Love Actually <laughs> eventually ends up invading Nakatomi Plaza? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the like falling apart that led to that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I can see that coming together. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah. It's just fun that way. So, yeah. Just uh, kind of continuing my holiday watches. Some of the usual stuff. Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes have been a lifesaver. Oh, always mm-hmm. good and holly jolly. Always a good time with yeah. those. So, that's about it for me, man. But it has been a long year of watching stuff 2023 style has Mm -hmm. it not yes it has it has very much (laughs) been so what a question to ask someone it was a good one i liked it how about we explore our answers in the preview palace welcome to the preview palace 2023 rap edition you are up on your 2023 rap styles obviously yeah dude that's uh-huh. totally it. Wap, wap, wap. It's a rap, rap, rap. <laughs> hey! That's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big music sting. Uh-huh. So we're going to be talking to you guys about our take on uh, 2023 as a year for horror films. 2022 was a banner year. We had some fucking mashers in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 2023, I went into really stoked, hoping we could carry that momentum, and... I said a couple weeks ago on the show, I was like, man, I just don't know that 2023 really had that much good horror stuff. But then as we talked about doing this, and I looked through a list of horror movies that came out in 2023, I realized I'd missed quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you you came to the realization you missed quite a lot, and I came to the realization that you were absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> that like yeah you you may have missed some and i have a good list here of, of at least 20 movies i saw this year and, and several of them i'd say are really really good yes but it's not the same it's not the level of 2022 it's right just not. right yeah but there still was some decent stuff and there's a lot of stuff that came out that i know has been on the top of a lot of people's horror movie lists and i just i haven't seen there was a lot of foreign horror stuff that i did not catch this year 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, uh, foreign horror movies, Spanish language, French language horror movies yeah. that I just have not gotten around to, but I, I definitely am interested in. But I I watched a good bit of movies this year. Like we definitely got to uh, the theater a good bit, and I, I think that like there are some that were outstanding to me. Number one being M. Thregan. Which, Mathrigan. Yeah, which I I, it's, I see listed as a 2022 movie, but it it, it only it did did one premiere showing in Los Angeles, and mm. it came out January 6th uh, of 2023. So that movie, man, I I still love it. Every time I watch it, I am uh you know just ecstatic to be watching Megan. <laughs> I have a Megan T-shirt I wear all over the place. I'm just a huge fan of wow. Megan. Mm-hmm. I liked it. We did that on the show, I think some time over the summer, and I enjoyed yep. it. You liked it more than I did for oh, sure, but it, yeah. still, it still was like exceeding my expectations. It was beyond what I was expecting out of it. I kind of thought it looked like it was just going to be uh, you know, 2023's answer to Chucky. Uh, right, but it yeah. does something uh, pretty different from it that, does. It and does for I sure. did enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that one too. That was definitely a good one. I'd say for me, the top of the heap is probably probably talk to me i really enjoyed okay. talk to me mm-hmm. a lot man yeah mm-hmm. it was dark it, it was, was very simple in its presentation brutal, brutal at times and the yeah. ending really fucked me up like that movie yeah. sealed the deal for me with the very very ending which is interesting because that seems to be a very decisive part of the uh, of the movie i know some people are like man i loved it until that stupid ending happened and i'm like yeah the ending was when i loved I the movie no, really? I, I, I thought the ending was terrible, but oh I, shit! Yes, I, I I think honestly, uh, talk to me was one that I I enjoyed elements of and thought this is great, and then other elements I was like, this is literally any Blumhouse horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that, which I is not that. a negative. I like Blumhouse horror movies. I know, I know you're not the biggest it's time fan. And place. Yeah, but I I. I definitely enjoyed the elements that are really fucking good which is the the scenes where people are uh bashing their heads against things and whatnot that's yeah. wild so good yeah. yeah i i definitely uh enjoyed it and i know there's supposed to be a sequel so I'll, i'm interested for sure yeah i'm wondering where they're gonna take that uh we both saw a few that we agreed on that were pretty damn cool wrath of uh, becky was fun wrath of becky yes i love the becky movies and hope they keep making them i do uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but I hated the little tag of the end of Wrath of Becky, but I think I could see places they could go that yeah, would make it yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be that they're really indicating this is yeah. going to go somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope they do, because it, it, they're smart movies, and I, I believe it. They'll if they do another one, it'll be smart. So I, I'm definitely interested, but Wrath of Becky, yeah, great time. Did you see Infinity Pool? Yes. Yeah, we Fuck did. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, I think you guys did a mini so, but yeah, I yeah. think I also went and saw it around the same time. Infinity Pool, man, I, I love that movie. That was uh, awesome. Bleak. Definitely. Man. Fucking yeah. bleak movie. One of those movies that just expose, like, is trying to expose the depravity of, of the wealthy uh, and does oh, yeah. great and job. And the lack of, it. of consequence with the law yeah. with uh-huh. the wealthy as well. Yeah. 
And Mia Oof. Goth is awesome in it. Oh, God, yeah. dude. She's Man, just awesome. keep putting her in horror movies, please. Please, like, yes. <laughs> there's nothing she's been in where she has underperformed. Everything no, she does, no, she's she great. goes all the fuck out. I'm so stoked yeah. for like Maxine, especially. Oh, Maxine. yes. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Because, yeah, you know, 2022 had X and Pearl. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Well, big year for yeah, me, a guy. Big year, uh-huh. <laughs> totally killer. That was really fun. That was a fun one. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, it's uh, you know, uh, not groundbreaking, but also no. not uh, not irritating in, in any way. Like it's not. It it seems to wear its homage on its sleeve, very which is much. Cool. Uh, you know, I paying homage to Happy Death Day so early seems a little bit. Um strange but i I also Mm -hmm. don't mind it because we've talked about it with like 80s horror movies where it's like oh these people are like shouting each other out like (laughs) from from year to year it's it's really not it's not a new thing for that to be happening so yeah totally killer's fun uh another fun one that we did uh a minisode on and is now streaming the blackening the blackening was yeah. great, right? So I forgot that funny. that came out this year, man. Yeah. Like we we saw a trailer for it, Kate and I did, and we were like, "Oh man, we got to go see this." Yeah. And uh, man, it, it didn't disappoint. I thought no. that movie was fucking hysterical, and I yep. barely know anybody that saw it. Yeah, not enough people saw it, but people definitely should go check it out. It's streaming, and not sure where I saw it streaming though the other day. So go find it and watch it because it's really funny. Um, like. I felt like going into it, I was like a little bit worried about how everything was going to play out, but like it settles you in almost immediately to like, this is going to be funny. Yes. It's going to deal with race issues. Yes. It's also going to be funny the entire time. And it is. That's something I like about that movie. It stays funny the entire runtime. It never gets bogged down in being too super dark super serious it stays right. really fun it keeps you laughing the entire runtime yeah yeah that was a good one. this is a good year for horror comedies too man we had renfield out this year as well which yeah. i loved renfield yeah we did an episode on it had we both had a fun time with it uh that boy renfield is uh nick cage having a great time nicholas Hell Holt yeah. having a great time yeah the whole cast is just enjoying themselves so like the the overall comedy is fun too though great gore I, so listen, gory we were just listening to some ska the other day, and I was just like, seriously, Renfield, what is the ska? I don't get the ska jokes. Don't get it. Like, we all agree ska sucks. No, no, we don't. I don't. I yeah. do not agree. Upbeat horns. Pick it up. Give pick it, it up. Me. Sure, yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah, totally another agree. another fun one uh, that I saw, Slother House. Oh, I didn't that see that You yet. need to check out. Yeah, Slother House is really funny. And like... It, it's Killer sloth just, movie, come on! Yeah, it's just as cheesy and campy as you want it to be, and also, yeah, just really fun. And, and has, as I said, uh, whenever I watched it back, probably a couple months ago, has like serious uh, Black Christmas nineteen seventy four vibes in cool. a positive way. Nice, yeah, that sounds another, pretty good. I need to check that yeah. one out. And another like real fun one that I, I, I is funnier, I guess to me as a viewer than maybe to all the people making the movie but i feel like russell crowe's having a blast in the pope's exorcist dude i keep meaning to watch this one it's and so it just stupid. slips my mind i knowing that it's stupid makes me want to watch it because yes. if you're telling me like yes. a movie where 
Russell Crowe is the Pope's exorcist and it's really serious and gritty, I'll be like, no thanks. But if you're telling me it's stupid, yeah, sure. I'll watch him punch a demon in the mush. Russell Crowe is a big, thick boy like me and he rides around on a little bitty teeny Vespa and there's no comment made about it and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Just nothing. Nobody's yeah, noticing. It's so funny, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch that one, man. That sounds pretty damn fun to me. Suitable mm-hmm. Flesh was really fun, too. Yeah, I, like I need that movie to see that. Lot. Need to see that one for sure. That one's one that's uh, been on my radar, and I keep just intending to watch it and for keep forgetting. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy that one, man. We've also had um, quite a lot of quite a lot of sequel fodder this year as well. Yeah, man. We had a Scream yeah. 6 in there, didn't we? I liked Scream 6. I, uh, as I far as the it. sequels that came out this year, Scream 6 is uh, probably the top, though I, I know Anna really liked Saw X uh, and said that it might be the best Saw movie. So I heard uh, it as pretty good. Like, yeah, I've not heard yeah, a lot of people say it, it sucked. I've heard it's yeah. like shockingly brutal, right? Yeah, I heard that too. And also Evil Dead Rise came out this year, which is another sequel that I, yeah, I enjoyed. I was um, a little let down. Um, I know, I, I know. <laughs> I, I still stick to like my overall review that... It's a slightly above average horror movie, a below average Evil Dead movie is how I'd sum it up. But it, it has its merits. It has some good yeah. parts. Yeah, and other sequels that are a little less worth mentioning. The Nun 2, and Insidious, The Red Door, eh, yeah. mm. eh. it's just eh. Pet Cemetery so, prequel. You watched that, didn't you? Yeah, also uh, that would be a better movie if it wasn't Pet Cemetery movie. And also if they weren't pretending... That this is Judd Crandall, the Judd Crandall we know that says like, "Oh, don't go down that road," and this one's like, "Hey, don't go down that road. Forget no about way. it. Come on, <laughs> I'm not what? kidding. That's it's seriously like a Tony Soprano impression. It's how insane. the fuck? How I don't know. <laughs> God, that's so stupid, man. Yeah, um, Thanksgiving. I loved. Yeah, I, I loved see that one so Thanksgiving. Bad. It was so fucking fun. It was like exactly the kind of dumb holiday related slasher that i wanted to see way exceeded expectations that's probably like in my that might be in like my top three or top five of the year i really oh, wow. liked okay. it a lot yeah. yeah yeah i really i want to see it as soon as it's, it's streaming yeah uh, another one that uh i know a lot of people saw this year uh and really just kind of went away like a like a just like a fart it, it just that's what it was knock at the cabin was a fart oh, this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where I know everybody a few people watched said it was okay. And then forgot about it immediately because <laughs> that ending was just like. Ugh. I haven't seen it yet, man. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I liked so much of it. And then it went wrong, like a lot of Shyamalan stuff does. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a Shyamalan feature but to me. But not right? in like a fun old way. Like oh oh god old is one we got to do on the show because oh old my is god. so insane like it's so bad so it is bad. absolutely but you can't look away no, whereas uh-uh. like with knock at the cabin by the end I was like ugh I don't care yeah, yeah even oh, though yeah, Dave Bautista is great in it and Rupert Grant's great in it and yeah. it's it's got some really great performances it's just the ending kind of spoils it and ruined it for me. Um, mm. well, another one though that that came out, uh, I guess had its premiere in twenty two, but actually came out in twenty twenty three. Sick. This is like I didn't a, see sick. This is a COVID uh, era movie. It's set okay. in you know early pandemic. They're you know 
sanitizing everything and whatnot. We still didn't know exactly what to do. And it's a home invasion thing. And Ooh. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was very interesting and enjoyable and used the you know pandemic era in, in an interesting way. Definitely worth watching. Sounds cool. Yeah. You need to watch out for sure, man. Um, I can't remember. Did you ever see Last Voyage of the Demeter? No, but I, I did see that on several people's top tens, and I, I, I want to check it out. Man, I think you'd like it. I really do think you'd yeah. like it if you checked it out. It, it really does have a a feel of like a piece of literature from that era. You know, it's yeah. not a bombastic action film with like romance and intrigue and plot mm-hmm. twists and yada yada. It's just like, no, there's people on a boat. There's a vampire killing them. It's pretty right. brutal. Okay. It's pretty straightforward, man. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed that, especially enjoyed that interpretation of Dracula that was just savage and fucking animalistic. Uh, I think you'd dig that one if you watched it, man. Yeah, and speaking of interpretations of classical monsters, uh, the angry black girl and her monster, ah, which is... Ah, man, uh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, it's a Frankenstein narrative set, uh, I believe, in North Carolina, in a in, uh, you know, neighborhood North Carolina. Uh, this, you know, it... it it definitely like brings the narrative into the tensions of like, you know, uh, police in black areas and stuff like that. Like, it uses the the original Frankenstein narrative in an interesting way, but also like I just think that it was like very well like played out. Um, but it's it's also like you know I'm not saying it's like the best movie I saw last year, but it definitely had a lot of creativity to it and was done like they did the best they could with the budget and stuff that they had and it, it's it's really good i think nice yeah i've yeah. been meaning to check that one out i think it's on might be on shutter or something i believe right so now. yeah i believe it's on shutter right now mm-hmm. okay definitely i need check to it see out. that one man dude i think the most confusing one that i saw this year as far as my expectations and what i got uh bo's afraid is definitely one that has confused <laughs> me since I saw it. it. <laughs> I'd like to know your take on it. I yeah. really, really would. Well, the fact that like everybody seems to be like, eh, about it, it's just like, I'm not rushing to see it. And um, it's three fucking hours, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely like a hindrance in getting me to sit down and watch it. And yeah, you're you're review of it is is definitely one that's like well i don't know if i'm gonna yeah. spend my time on this anytime soon it seems like ari aster needed to make that movie to maybe work through some things <laughs> publicly i guess <laughs> okay uh but damn man it is so weird like there was stuff in there that was so tense and hilariously over the top uh-huh. uh fucked up and then there was bizarrely funny parts and then there were parts that just meandered forever it was such a weird buffet of flavors man that's a that's an odd one like i still don't really know what kind of rating i would put on that movie but it was just not what i was expecting that's for Mm. sure okay (laughs) another one i know a lot of people watched a few months ago no one will save you which uh, Uh, is still streaming on on hulu um, I keep hearing love it or leave it on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's creativity to it. There was definitely like some elements that I very much enjoyed, um, and and I, I I think you know there's some themes there about like guilt and remorse and things like that that are interesting. But I also 
I th- I, I kind of lost my temper with it after a while because it just kept doing kind of the same thing over and over. Uh, I at first didn't mind the CGI aliens, but then after a while, it, they started grating on me. Like that's kind of how I felt about that movie. Is that after a while, mm-hmm. it started grating on me. But definitely check it out yourself to 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 see what you think because I I don't think it's it's not worth a watch. Like you definitely should watch it. Yeah, uh, I just don't know how you feel about it. Skin of Marink is another one that I, I didn't that see yet. and seems to be hugely divisive yes. with people. Yeah, and I need to see it. I, I definitely do. I, I think that is one because uh, I know Anna very much enjoyed it, and I I like a weird slow burn. So I just gotta I just gotta get myself in the mindset to watch frames of toys and stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think not long before it came out. I just watched uh, Everyone's Going to the World Fair. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yeah, from last year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great one. And it, it's like a kind of a you know cheaply made found footage sort of film that yes. looked like it was kind of dealing with some similarly creepy, you know, somebody just set up a camera and captured stuff kind of vibe. So maybe I just had enough of it on that. But yeah, so I haven't gotten around to watch that one. Um, when Evil Lurks is another one that I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody was talking about it a little bit ago. And Man, I, I've heard I know. it's fucked up. Yeah, I know. I need to, to like just sit down and watch it. It's listen, y'all. It's been busy. I, I still yeah. like. I I thought like, oh man, I haven't watched that many movies this year. And then I sat down, and it was well over twenty new movies that I nice. saw this year. So I, I saw so new many. movies. There's just so many, and and that's great. Horror like is even in years when we don't have because 2022 was so great because we had a ton hitting the theaters. 2023 so great we still have a ton they're just indie films and forum films that we haven't gotten around to yet but i don't want to read a movie <laughs> i ain't gonna read um uh, another movie that i saw um that was fun called unseen it's a horror movie about a, a, a woman who has uh she's legally blind she can kind of see very fuzzy and she is trying to escape uh, an abusive um, boyfriend who's trying to kill her. And Damn! Ooh, that sounds y- tense. And she's you. She like uses her cell phone to dial a number, and it dials to a convenience store in Florida. And this, you know, this poor anxiety-ridden cashier has to help her in this situation. Oh, God. And yeah, it's wild. It's great. I, I very that much sounds en- like a stress fest. It is. It's a thriller, boy. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it'll, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Wow. Um, man. Uh, and then also we watched a movie called There's Something uh, Wrong with the Children, which... Okay, yeah. I heard about yeah. this one, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. It's a weird one. Um, it, it had vibes similar to The Children, which is a, a British horror movie that was also remade, I think, in 2006, and I, I very much enjoy the remake. Um, but it's, it's it's got its own slant to it, and I like I like evil children narratives when the children like when you can't figure out it, what's going on exactly like yeah yeah are the children evil or you know like is this all misinterpretation or whatever I, I'm very into those type of narratives so that worked really well for me but again it's not I know it's probably not for everybody hmm okay right on yeah. I think the most 
the most least good movie uh-huh. <laughs> that I saw this year was It's a Wonderful Knife. I thought that was such <laughs> a fucking drag. I haven't watched that one yet. It's streaming it's now. I think that's yeah. the worst horror movie that I saw in theaters this year. Wow. I really did not enjoy it at all. Wow. <laughs> Take yeah. that. It's a Wonderful Knife. Yeah. Suck it. I'm doing the DX chop to you right now. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the most disappointing thing that I saw. Well, yeah. For me, the most disappointing thing I saw... Mm, I don't know that anything was terrible. The Nun 2 was kind of a slog. Mm. That that one was tough to sit through in the theater because it really just never got good. But, yeah, overall, uh, every movie that I went and saw was pretty palatable, I feel like. Just not, not everything was hitting every single time. So it was an okay year. No 2022, but a pretty solid year in horror films. I think so too, man. I think so too. I was really thinking back on it and I was just like, man, there wasn't anything good that came out this year. And then I was like, oh yeah, fucking Infinity Pool and Talk to Me and Renfield and some of those ones we discussed. (laughs) I was like, actually, there was some good stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see what 2024 is like. You know, we're still going to be dealing with fallout from the writer's strike. So I wonder if we're going to have a little, um, mm-hmm. you know, little yeah. movie desert there for a while. A little lull in the beginning. Well, luckily, you know, indie movies didn't stop and foreign movies didn't stop. So just keep an eye out. Look, yeah. keep, your, keep your ear to the ground for anything that might be coming out because uh, you should always support indie horror. Even Fuck though yeah. we're getting great stuff from uh bigger outlets all the time the indie horror is where you keep finding more new creative stuff that's right and uh finding the directors writers actors etc that you you're gonna want to follow for years to come the stars of tomorrow are waiting for you today in the indie (laughs) movie scene (laughs) we should hey indie movie scene contact us if you want to make an advertisement (laughs) I got some hot promos for you. I'm just yeah, saying. 100%. You just heard one off the cuff. Imagine if yeah. I practiced. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to know about your top picks for 2023 over on our Facebook group. That's the place where you can go and hang out with fellow horror fans and your boys and uh, actually spend some good time on that godforsaken fucking website, fucking right. planet cancer, life ruining website. Hang out sure. with us on it. It's a lot better if you do. <laughs> Sure whole is. lot better absolutely <laughs> so yeah let us know what we missed maybe we'll cover it on an episode next year or something uh but for today we're gonna be yes. talking about one movie what come out 11 years ago yeah it's been waiting on me ago. this whole time it's just been sitting there right there waiting for me it needed Richard Marks. That's the only thing it that really was it. liked. Yeah, that's Dick what it was Marks. missing. Hey, his name is Dick Marks. Richard Dick Marks. Marks. Dick Marks. Wow. Ew. Huh. I gotta go get a fucking doctor to check out my Dick Marks. Ooh, God. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. His dad no. could have said that, just taking his boy to yeah. the doctor. Oh, I gotta get... Got to go to the doctor and get my dick marks checked out. Now, I see it's interesting that you went with the marks being on the dick, and I thought there were marks being made by a dick, and I was like, how large is this dick? Oh, like they're like dust in the crime scene for fingerprints, and they find dick marks? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. That's a third way of looking at it. We've identified him by his scrotal print. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was thinking it was like, you know, hand marks around a throat or whatever, like dick marks. Somehow someone had been like whacked in the face by a dick so hard it left a mark. See, I imagined it like on a table, like on the surface of a table, like somebody had just flopped it out, you know? Yeah. I really hope this is somebody's first episode. They fast forwarded to the movie talk and they're just bombarded yeah. with talking about dick marks. What dick the fuck marks. is this show? It's Zero the best. stars. It's the best. <laughs> Five stars. I had heard that this was awesome from you, from our uh-huh. buddy Brandon, from yeah. so mm-hmm. many people, man. You I just remember listened. hearing I should have listened to him. I remember mm-hmm. hearing that the uh the Stallone John back in the day was a real yeah. pile of shit, right? Right. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So I think maybe that put me off from seeing this one, is just thinking this is just another stab at trying to make dread a thing. Quit trying to make dread a thing. Didn't they say <laughs> that in Mean Girls? I think they did. Girls. They did. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of put off from it for a while. Uh, I mean, obviously, 11 years I put it off, but here we are. I watched it last night, and dude, I had myself a pretty fucking doggone good time watching good. it. When did you see it yeah. the first time? Uh, oh, not long after it came out. Um because uh, I, I was interested. I mean, uh, you got you got a Carl Urban. Uh, I like Dread. I also heard it was like Raid Redemption, kind of. Yes, very and much that, like the Raid. That drew yes. me in. So I, I I watched it, and I was like, yeah, rad. Uh, fucking Lena Headey is so good. Carl Urban's so good. Uh, Olivia Thirlby. Uh, everybody is just killing it. And uh, Wood Harris the uh you know k the guy they're dragging around the whole time uh who plays avon barstell in the wire uh i think is killing it like i i think you've got four main characters here and they're all just murdering it it is yeah. awesome and yeah. the side dish characters are are also great too yeah, man really I cool i feel yeah. like a little under informed about if this is really nailing the dread thing or not because i never <laughs> read the dread yes. comics well let's talk about that and i i'm about to uh i got a lot of info by listening to uh jack of all graves episode from about a year ago from january of, of this year hmm. uh 2023 where they they uh talked about judge dread uh on an episode titled i am the law with nice. a, a guy named Michael Mulsher, who is the the social media um, coordinator for the 2000 AD, and uh, has written a book about Dread, and and they talked about uh, Dread pretty pretty in depth because I I also don't know anything about Dread, and it, it largely like it, it's not like I wouldn't have read Dread comics because they were talking about them in like Wizard magazine in the 90s and stuff, and I, I had heard about them. They weren't readily available in America. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, yeah. at least not where we were in the South. That wasn't really anything you could much find. But I'm with you. I always remember seeing Dread all over like Wizard Magazine, and mm. it looked like very gritty, dark, grimy, futuristic, but also kind of yeah. satirical and nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm sure even if I could have found it, I wouldn't have been allowed to buy those comics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, right? That that your mom would have been like, nope, no, no. way. Uh-huh. All that I knew going into it is that, you know, it was a dystopian crime-riddled future where right. you had these kind of super policemen that were judge, jury, and executioner all in one. Just the entire legal system expedited to one guy with a gun. Which Wow, uh, that sounds uh, foreign. Which could never happen. That, that's no way... <laughs> 
that way. people would just see extrajudicial killings and be like, yeah, well, he broke the law. So Yeah, so that guy got to murder him. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's how that works. No, there's no way that could gain public support, right? No way. No way. No way. Uh-uh. So, people have yeah. compassion. So that that is uh yeah that that's that's what they ended up talking about a good bit is is uh you know, the prescience of the 2000 AD uh, the judge read parts of 2000 AD uh where you know they were always kind of you know seeing the the future of a surveillance state and all these things and we just talked about this with total recall about how yeah. Like these things, these are not people who are seeing into the future. They're seeing the current present and saying, "This is this is what's happening, and this is where that goes." Right. And that is like Judge Dredd has always been on that that wavelength. Uh, and so, Judge Dredd is really a, a satire of how just militarized uh, the police force is, and how uh, they can kill with impunity and and have public support, etc., and how. You know, in this movie, we're shown very clearly there's not really a difference between the criminals and the the judges. Like, no, uh-uh, not really at all. The fact that there are criminal judges makes the entire system rotten, right? Because, like, even sure. if you're trying to do what is right, like Dread is, you have people on your own team working against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It very much like mirrors the actual situation with policing throughout the world, um, and it's also uh, dealing with the fact that the drug war itself has a real life human toll, and those humans are very often innocents. Oh yeah, and there are a lot of casualties in this movie, dude. Yeah, we we're, were talking just, about okay. like Total Recall had like seventy-seven yes. deaths in it, and we we're like, "Holy shit, that's a lot." <laughs> this has a hundred and two. That's a whole lot. Crazy. That's one more than the legal number of Dalmatians to have. That's a lot. <laughs> one hundred and two murders. It is a sequel of Dalmatians worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. That's a lot of so, casualties, yeah. right? Then it ain't okay. the bad guys doing all of it. <laughs> we, we we really have to then like you just brought up Total Recall. It is an absolute like I don't know how this happens sometimes where we just draw something out of the smoking bowl and yeah. it relates to the movie we just did yeah, or a movie relevant. we're about yeah. to do. Uh-huh. And <laughs> this is so similar to Total Recall, and there's a reason for that. Hmm. So the Judge Dredd is inspired the character inspired by. Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry. And um, also, uh, the the look is inspired by a character in Corman's Death Race 2000. Okay. So, the the character is very much exploitation movie, like satirical, like ultra cop type of character. And the idea is that, you know, you're, you're in this dystopian future where uh you know there's a huge amount of scarcity and there's just one huge mega city running the length from uh they say boston to dc in this yeah. and massive amounts of crime massive just, amounts of crime i mean it's like the first of the movie they can really only deal with about six percent of the crime like right. they have this huge killing approved force that can barely even scratch the surface of what's going on 
but the crime all seems to be associated with poverty <laughs> like that's all true all of it is associated yeah. with poverty so How it is life this is yeah it's a dystopia in which capitalism persists despite its destruction and the two sides are constantly causing havoc for the people just trying to get by yeah oh yeah man there and is that, a again, severe toll very <laughs> familiar <laughs> kind of does doesn't yeah. it it kind of does Damn, yeah man so i i think that though um this particular story is not an adaptation of any one judge dread story uh alex garland had tried a few different routes of like adapting certain stories but ended up landing on doing a sort of one-shot story which judge dread also often has so they're just kind of slice of life like what it's like being dread in any particular case it reveals that's what i liked yeah. yeah i really like that about this movie it is yeah. it's one day on the job with dread the whole movie right, takes yeah. place over the course of one day so we're like, not this setting is, up a trilogy this no. is a movie yeah <laughs> you also don't really need to know anything going into it you don't really yeah. need to know what happens after the movie like this nope. is this is Tuesday. This is yep. just Tuesday for this guy. That's yep. it. And, I love and that. The the exposition is is like a lot of it's told through action. A lot of it's yeah. told through just like us seeing what's happening, the interaction. Like we're not being told during the movie like hey, the things dread is doing are in in, in many ways equal to what Mama's crew is doing. Like right. the movie never holds us by the hand to do that. No. But it shows us. It shows us what's happening. And it's like, oh, that is terrible. All well, these a lot people of the are dying for no reason. Right. A lot of the exposition, too, comes through the fact that through most of the movie, you know, Judge Dredd is taking a rookie out on this mission with him. Right. So he's explaining procedure to her. Right. But in reality, he's explaining it to the audience. So exactly. she makes a great yeah. foil for <laughs> exposition and filling in the blanks of like, what the fuck is going on here that we need to know as an audience? If you're not already familiar with the comics and the world that it creates, such as right. myself. Yeah. And so Carl uh, Urban is, is doing... He is a is a fan of the Dread comics. Grew up reading the comics and, nice. and really wanted to stick very tightly to who Dread is as a character. And so, Hard ass. <laughs> he's doing a Clint Eastwood Dirty Harry impression. Wow, because that's who he's based off of. That's who he's based uh, off of. Man, he's got he's the scowl. Like, uh huh. You know, Kate and I were watching it last night, and it's like it's kind of a shame that you got Carl Urban, who is fucking amazing. And he's doing this American ass accent. He never takes the helmet off. But that's actually just being respectful to the source material. Like it would be totally yeah. wrong if he took the helmet off and was yes, alone. being Carl Urban. Yeah, Stallone. right. Like apparently he did that a bunch, didn't he? Yeah, it was barely on. <laughs> oh fuck me! So it's all wrong. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did that movie all wrong. Though it, it, the thing is that like this movie captures the feel the spirit and the the satirical angles while addressing the issues that the judge red comics did uh but it, it didn't make as much money as the original which is, is so sad because like yeah. so much of the stuff in here like not only the great performances as we said but like the effects like there's a ton of practical stuff 
like mm, skinned yeah. bodies falling from high distances and pancaking on the floor. Oof. Uh, brutal wild yeah there there's so much like cool practical stuff they try to just like i talked about with annihilation if you haven't heard our annihilation episode go check that out but this is very much an alex garland production though he is not attached as director uh it's it's clear that this is a poltergeist situation uh in which yeah he didn't direct the scenes but he made the choices and he he made the final decisions and stuff right just you know in the end did not pursue a co-director credit uh probably to just keep the peace i i imagine Hmm. um yeah which kind of reminds you a lot of poltergeist (laughs) yeah which is also a good producer decision uh even though you know it may be all his vision largely uh which carl urban said in an interview like that he's the major creative like influence and director throughout throughout the film um but yeah to to not try to take the glory for himself because this would have been considered his first like his directorial debut but he he didn't actually shoot the shots and i'm glad he didn't decide to take the directorial like uh, a co-director credit but Mm. um he he definitely it's got garland all over it especially in oh, here yeah. like i watched the uh behind the scenes oh, cool. with a lot of the uh, effects people and stuff talking and it, it was it just reminded me immediately of the behind the scenes stuff of annihilation where really? all the effects people were just pl- like really playing up how collaborative he is how much like he just wants you to do the best thing you can in collaboration with all the other departments and to nice. just make it as like interesting artistic as possible and that really comes through right like because there's so much cool stuff in this like uh the cinematography awesome the uh effects awesome that slow-mo effect they do so good like yeah oh man i love those scenes and the fact that this drug that everybody's hooked on makes it feel like time is passing at like what a a tenth of normal speed or whatever it is they say uh that's a cool idea and it's played out so well and it's also played out in really horrifying ways like how they dose those guys up with that drug before they throw them off the ledge just to make the experience longer for them yeah I mean, they just skinned them so they're also experiencing being skinned ugh yeah dude, those it, like shots inside a dude's head where you see him uh, like flaying that guy <laughs> like he's it's butchering so meat. brutal fuck uh, man oh yeah so but nasty yeah, i i think uh just like with annihilation what we get out of this is like uh I, you know they they made sure that all the spaces were real like when they're driving really? on roads they're real roads oh the no shit background may be painted uh, to add in additional buildings and whatnot, but it's Johannesburg, South Africa. They're driving wow. through, and that and bike is real too. The and that's bike really is real. Carl Urban driving yep. that bike. And Carl that's Urban insisted up. on driving it. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. I love, I love when somebody cares enough about the material to want to be as accurate and detailed yeah. as possible. Well, from what I was reading, he like would not take the helmet off between takes. Right, he was like yeah. always with the scowl. Like he was yeah. very method with this character. Yeah. yeah, not being a dick though. 
Like, listen, I'm cool with method acting, but it should not run into being a dick to your like coworkers and stuff. We'll he call certain, it Christian yeah. bailing it. Right, right. <laughs> he certainly like because the good thing about the dread character, if you're going to be in it in between takes, is the dread character is a a wry straight man. Like he's got great quips, but they're told so like dryly. That if you're not paying attention, you may not realize that Dread is funny. <laughs> Dread mm. is very funny. Like he he has jokes, and the way that er- Carl Urban delivers everything, I feel like is just perfect. He is oh, really yeah. bringing the vibe. Yeah, yeah. This super super by the book, mega hardcore, fearless, just badass motherfucker. And he changes over time, and he does it very subtly. Yes, he does. With, like, yeah. real subtle, like, facial movements, because he never smiles. Mm-mm. He never He's even gets to, like... got that rest of like, face, for right? sure. <laughs> he never even gets to, like, just neutral. It's always frown, but it's different types of frowns. Like, That's sometimes true. it's a... I'm impressed frown. Like he's yeah. impressed by Anderson at a certain point. It's not a he doesn't stop frowning, but you can tell he's impressed. Yeah, which is it's amazing. the kind of frown you do when you go, hmm. Like yeah. oh, not bad. Yeah. Hmm. And it's, it's it's fascinating too to see him emote that much considering you can see fifteen percent of his face. I mean yeah, you can't even see his fucking nose, it. you know? Yep. It's just yep. the eyes are totally covered. Any kind yep. of brow movement, everything's obscured. All you get it's his fucking mouth, and that's it. That's all he can act with. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a great job, and I, I'm so glad. Like, Carl Urban, uh, hope we never find out anything bad about him. <laughs> like, I know, right? Because in interviews cool and stuff, stuff in, he man. seems just like a cool guy. Oh, yeah, and he chooses cool shit to be involved yes. with, too. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Hopefully, we never find out anything shitty about that dude. Right. <laughs> um, he's not but, the only one killing it in this, man. What no. about fucking Lena Hetty? I mean, everybody oh, knows she's her. She's so good. Cersei man. Lannister, of course, will be her eternal role that we associate with her. But, dude, she in this movie is hard ass and takes no shit and yeah. is like scary calm yeah you know mm-hmm. but she's yeah. not maniacal zany crazy even like even cersei had moments where she was like oh you know over the top right evil yeah. uh she is so business in yeah. this mm-hmm. the, her the character mama. Yeah. dude it, it's it, it's almost scarier the fact that yeah. this just seems like this is just tuesday for her too same as it is for dread like there yeah. almost are no stakes who gives a fuck yeah, I, I I am very just impressed with what she's bringing because she th- we're talking about an absolutely gorgeous woman, yeah, who loves roles where she gets to be the hideous villain. Isn't that and she awesome? Kills it. She's yeah. so good at it, and she does, man. Yeah, I I think in this like just being she is deplorable, but also like her background. You're like, huh, I get it. And also, when you think about, like, just stop and think about what she did. She, it's not like she increased gang activity. She just put it all under her control. Right. Like, like, what are we even splitting hairs for here? Like, she's bad because now there's only one gang in this building? Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I think very clearly the movie is showing that the bad thing is the war on drugs. The mm-hmm. negative is that this can even happen. Because mm. this 
like the fact that the drugs are illegal is creating this all this violence and tension so the movie is opening on uh this uh, inter-gang violence because she's killing these three uh drug dealers who've come on her turf um and that could have been it right like that could have been it it could have been three people dead uh unfortunately due to drugs being illegal but no because the judges have to uh you know hand out judgments immediately and go on a killing spree or whatever that we get 102 dead people at the end of this yeah and and, you know a lot of them are just collateral damage but then you get moments um like uh with our, our recruit is it cassandra is that her name uh oh yeah cassandra anderson yes yeah yeah Rookie. like with cassandra when she she has to execute that one guy because he attempted to kill a judge the sentence right. is death so she, she she shoots him in the head right and then later on meets his wife and yep. and new baby really young baby yep. and finds and out that they had a happy life before she just ended his his life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's a moment that you know, it gets real, and it wasn't until yeah. after the movie was over, I was like, oh, yeah, they never really followed back on that. It never went to, and then that wife got her revenge on the yeah. judge that killed her husband. Nope, it never circles back because that is just collateral damage. It just well, gives you a taste also, of the reality behind it. Right, and also, like, just, you know, it, it could be easy for someone to say, well, he was out trying to kill judges. He deserved it. It's like, okay, if he didn't go out, Mama would have killed him and his wife and his baby probably in reverse order yeah true uh and so what he had no choice he's in a position where he has literally no choice it's either just him get killed or his whole family get killed and it didn't have to be even him get killed like it Mm. didn't have to be it's the worst like it's and, bleak, and I think, man. yeah, the movie's very much presenting just how bleak it is when you you break it down to cops versus robbers. Like it's right. yeah. it's not black and white. Well, because even like at the end of the movie, whenever we do have that big final confrontation between yeah, Mama and Judge Dredd, and it kind of fizzles out out of nowhere. It's like I've got the whole right. building rigged to blow, and he's like, I'll just throw you off a building. And she splats on the fucking concrete, and that's it. Yeah, There's and the, no... radio, the radio can't reach the bomb. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a gamble, but it's also like that is Dread sees two. He always sees binary. It feels like he does change some through this movie, and he has he has a bit of a character arc. But to him, it's the building's going to blow up, or maybe if I throw her off here, it won't reach and it won't blow up. Yep. So that's my one choice. I'm going with it. He goes with it immediately. No question. Does it. It works. And just cuts back to him. And he just says, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. You it's know? fucking perfect, too. Because it's, it's like It's Tuesday to him. And it's also just showing us this slice of violence. Like, where it's just like, oh, well, that's that's what that was. Like, yeah. so many people just died for for this and yeah. and the the judges aren't going to send somebody in to clean this place up right they're not going to like they're not going to establish programs to get these people out of poverty somebody nope. else is just going to move in and do this well and Nothing also it's, it's no real victory because this is just a fraction 
of the crime that's going on in right. Mega City One. Like exactly, it's not it's just like he's like building. I beat the bad guy, the one, nope. yeah, the one person that was fueling drugs and violence and crime through this city. Like no, he he just squished an ant. That's right. what he just did. Yep. So there yeah. is no victory there. No, no, there's none whatsoever. And yeah, I, I wish they had gotten to make more of these because certainly they could have gotten more into the corruption among the judges, which we see a little bit here, and you know how the wealthy oh, yeah. are taking advantage of of the the poor and stuff. There's definitely like so much that could have happened here. Unfortunately, for sure, didn't do well at the box office. I I, I would attribute that to just the poor performance of the original and Probably, lack of yeah. brand recognition among Americans. Mm-hmm. Probably soured people's taste for seeing another dread movie when they just saw that other one that sucked. Yeah. When did that come out? Uh, 94, I think. Oh, so actually quite a lot of time had passed. Yeah, yeah. Some while, so a good bit of time had passed, but I think... It sold the brand. Yeah, and they had yeah. aimed the original Judge Dredd at like kids and teens. Like, because it was in comic books a lot. It was like advertised a lot in comic books. And we were the generation that would have seen that original and after seeing that why would you then go out and spend your money on this yeah you know one thing you mentioned a second ago that i think bears exploring is the um the crooked judges that show yeah. up we mm-hmm. get like three that show up as backup but they're also working on the side of the gang and immediately yeah. start trying to hunt down yeah dread and our rookie yep. cassandra here and something that that took me by surprise about that is whenever those judges show up and they show their true colors and they start trying to kill yeah. our protagonists here, not one of them has any sort of sense of shock, of betrayal, of, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. What? You're working with them? That's impossible. Yeah. You're one of us. You're a good guy. It yeah. seems like that is also extremely commonplace. Yeah, yeah. Dread and the rookie, Anderson. It, no hesitation in killing the other judge because no. they know that they're corrupt it and must so be they so knew common. to expect it and which means this extrajudicial force essentially can go out declare judgment kill people and if they want to be corrupt because who's going to stop them it almost seems like if you set the system up that way it might attract bad people yeah, hmm. I don't know if you were to like look into the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, you might not find out that they have rival gang factions within them that fight each other. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, for control of turf. That might be surprising to learn. The police <laughs> are a gang. Oh man, I, I love that they dealt with it that way, though. There wasn't any like backstabbing emotion attached to it. It's just right if you scope out and think about it. Well, yeah, that job would attract very bad people who are yep. just going to take advantage of the impunity of being able to be judge, jury, and executioner. You're going to yeah, attract absolutely. power trip people who are just in it for more power and more gain for themselves. So, of course, you're going to show up to work and one of your coworkers tries to kill you because they're a bad guy. It's not even a yep. surprise. Yeah, and we also find out from just a little line of exposition early on about um, about Anderson that they regularly recruit orphans. So this yeah. is a situation in which uh, these kids have lost their parents in a crime-ridden city, which is probably a large pool of children at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then they're raised by the state to be the uh, violent hand of the state. 
Wow. <laughs> That's how like life wow. this is. I mean, I kind of wonder what's going to happen with the COVID generation. Is that is that Fuck what we're going to get? Just a whole Woof. bunch of unquestioning loyal uh, zombie soldiers. I hope not. I hope not you know too. I'll put <laughs> it right bad. there. I hope not. That'd be bad. <laughs> you know you what? Know? I'm going to go bad. on your side and say I also vote. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. I love how we don't get any background about Dread. No, like he's none. there's nothing to know. He is nope. the job. That's it. Yeah. In, I mean, in the in the comics, uh, I will tell you a little background that he the comics uh, actually uh, occur in real time, so he has aged from the oh, beginning cool. in like 1977 yeah. uh, to now. So he's like 80 something years old. And there was some storyline where he went through some sort of rejuvenation to make him younger okay. again, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 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 But I like, I like how we never get any background. We never see him wake up in the morning and make his cup of coffee. We never no, see yeah. him off uh-huh. duty, having a beer with his buddies. It's like, I don't, well, I don't believe he does job. that. I believe yeah. he goes home and sits in his helmet until he has to go to work. Yeah. Until day. he gets to go to work again. Yeah. He just, yeah, he just sits in a chair, probably actually stands at attention until he has to go to work the next day. Right. Man, yeah. he's so he's so committed and one dimensional to the job. It's very similar to RoboCop in a lot of ways to me. Well, very similar. Yeah. So okay, we we talked about similarities with Total Recall a little bit. So RoboCop is heavily inspired by Judge Dredd. Right. Very heavily. Yeah. RoboCop is the American Judge Dredd, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that means Verhoeven knew his judge dread so total recall also has a lot of dread ish similarities that then come out in this and there's obvious reference back then to total recall so like this is filmed in johannesburg which has a ton of 70s brutalist architecture which we just talked about with total recall Recall in mexico city which has a ton of 70s brutalist architecture. Um, This world has mutants with psychic abilities. Total Recall has mutants with psychic abilities. Um, This world also has uh, extreme violence, much like Verhoeven's Total Recall. Yeah, we're RoboCop, you know? Yeah, and those are all coming from the Dread comic book. So this movie may reflect some of the things that have come out of the dread comic books like he says at one point you know you have 20 seconds to comply like at right. 209 yeah yes totally yeah. totally straight yeah. out of so it. it's like it's like all those things that took inspiration from judge dread dread then incorporates and uses some inspiration from them i love that. it's cool it's like paying homage to the things that paid homage to it because it yeah. came first it's really that's really cool. that's really cool like full circle kind of idea right but then at the same time it also reminds me so much um, with the fact that, you know, the entire thing takes place in this huge building complex through the different floors of this building, fighting their way up to the top. Yeah. I mean, am I talking about the raid right now or am I talking <laughs> right. about Escape from New York right now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there, there's definitely like so much cool influence um, and also those t- probably taking influence from Dread Comics and things like that. So, like, it, it is. And also, you've just got that whole dystopian uh, element where, like, it feels like so much of dystopian stuff stems either from 
Judge Dredd comics or the Mad Max movies. Like sure, it's got a Mad Maxy vibe at times too. Yeah, exactly. It's got that going on too. So I, I I think that like this movie does such a good job of distilling down not just what the Dread like world is and who Dread is as a person, but what an average day is like and how that reflects this whole world without ever having to do the full-on exposition and give us like you know some character who tells us how we're supposed to feel about everything or whatever this is doing it really like just matter of factly and just showing action and letting us understand what that action all is meant to to convey and that action is violent as fuck. Holy, Holy shit. shit. This movie is brutal. <laughs> oh, my oh God. Man. It's so... Like, okay. Like, I think one, one of the, the first, first things he does is shoot that guy in the mouth with a flare. Well, oh. that's after we've just seen an absolute, like, unrelated pedestrian get fucking flattened by oh, yeah, a speeding... yeah, that's right. And, and by the way, like, that itself is a commentary, right? Like, he's... He's chasing these guys, and it ends in a person dying. And it's like, was the chase ever necessary? (laughs) This man died. But also, I just got to say, pedestrians. I don't know when they stopped teaching this, but look both ways. Both ways, yeah. Before crossing the streets. Good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's I, I I agree. Take back the fucking streets. We shouldn't have car culture. It sucks. But pedestrians also, just for your safety, you should look out for cars. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Watch your neck out there for sure. Yeah. Oh man, does it ever get brutal? And then like whenever it shows us just point blank unflinching shit, like after those guys have been you know pushed from the high balcony in the building and they splat on the concrete and Judge yeah. like pulls the sheet off of the face and it's just this. It reminds me of like uh, uh, Halloween Kills when that dude jumps off yeah. the building and he's just mush Ugh. and bone it fragments. Is brutal, and they show Unflinching. it up close because it is great practical effect yeah. once it's oh, on the ground. So dude. good, yeah. Man, some of the nastiest stuff in here happens during some of those ultra slow mo scenes with the shootouts, where it's showing the bullets just ripping through those people, man. It shows one guy that gets shot in the face and the bullet comes out his other cheek and you can like see his fucking teeth and jawbone through the hole. Apparently they did a lot of like um, shooting research to just see what kind of damage different weapons cause because they wanted to show that accurately and it's kind of like i was talking about with verhoven last week during total recall where it's like it's unflinching it's not rambo it's not people just like falling down or like you know jumping to the side and now they're dead like it is it's showing what bullets do and how like just violent and terrible that is it is not like this it's not like what you see not, in John Wick, where it's no. just like, cool, he beat the bad guys. No. Like, no, he just tore a hole in somebody. Right. At the end of this, we I don't think we're supposed to be like, Dredd's a hero. Because Dredd know, right? changes in the movie to the point at the end, like at the beginning, he's black and white. She failed the test. She does not. She should not be a judge. She lost her primary weapon. Yeah. She fails the test. And right, she does but, lose her primary weapon. Right, but he he sees that her way of compassion and and really trying to understand is 
good for the judges that like yeah. they need that. Mm-hmm. So he's changed by the end to the point he goes from black and white to, oh no, I've been doing it wrong. I think, mm-hmm. but he yeah. never changes his expression, nor does he ever say anything like that. It's Not just that's the arc. Yeah, that's the arc the character has. Yeah, yeah, he sees that there is a little bit of good in her. You know, she says that she thinks she can make a difference, and that's the right. reason she wants to be a judge. Yeah. And then he sees his own actions, and he sees these crooked-ass judges that try to kill them. Right. And I and think sees, he does see a glimmer of hope yeah. in her. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I think that, that that's like, you know, the but it's, again, like, uh, that. all that is is, like, he has gained faith that the system though broken could be fixed yeah through yeah, exactly. people like her right but she at the end clearly seems to be entirely disillusioned with the whole affair like after she has to you know uh execute that one guy and then finds out that you know it's it's uh, somebody's husband and dad, <laughs> somebody's husband and, and the father to a newborn baby she she realizes like gosh I don't know how I could make a difference. Like, wh- yeah. what could she have done differently in that moment? Because he, I like I, at first when She's I, not I having saw a victory him, lap at the end of the movie. No, but at first when then that moment I was like, why did she do that? But then you pay attention. He has his hand on the gun with his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Like he, he's he's saying he doesn't want her to shoot him, but if he doesn't want that, why is his hand on a gun with his finger on the trigger? He mm-hmm. would put his hands up, right? Right. So uh, it, it, that's what I think disillusions her is like, she doesn't want to do that. There's no reason for that to have to happen, but there's nothing else she could have done in the moment. And that's got to be just like, it, it quenches that fire, that belief that you can change things. So mm. uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It, it's not a victory lap at the end. It's not like this is happy. This is good. It's that dread has become a little more hopeful and she has become a little more cynical. Totally, dude. The seesaw has totally evened out. It's like a zero-sum equation by the end when yeah. she's like, I think I can make a difference. And Judge is like, yeah, I, th- I think that you can. Uh-huh. But ultimately, she sees what making a difference entails, and she's like, I don't know if I want to make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> zero-sum re- equation. Yeah. And you really just can't fix systemic issues on the ground. Yeah. You can't. You got to fix them at the root. You got to fix them at their core. And this oh, yeah. is... This is, yeah, this movie is very much like reflecting all that while also being for anybody who doesn't want to find a message in a movie. It's just a kick ass sci fi action movie, too, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, you could totally watch it as if you were watching a really sick playthrough of a video game. And this movie oh, yeah. is very video gamey, as is The Raid and Escape from New York, as I mentioned earlier. They're very much level by level, make it through this stage, beat the bad guys. Now you go up to the next floor on the elevator. It's that kind of thing. It, it has so many shades to me of like early PlayStation 1 shooters specifically, dude. Right. And I know this will take somebody back. Did you ever play Loaded for PlayStation 1? No. Dude, I bet if I send you the cover, I'm going to send you a picture of the cover right now because I bet you'll recognize it. So it was a grimy, top-down shooter that was like super gory. Okay. And um, it had like, let me look it up here, PS1. It had like a, a cast of characters that were like very millennial, grimy characters. Like there was like a dirty, grubby clown. There was like a, 
you know, a schizophrenic guy in a dress. Like it was all those kind of like old school, uh, grimy characters, I guess. Okay. And it had like this booming, like electronic soundtrack too. And this movie's soundtrack drives the fuck out of it. And yeah, it does. very reminiscent of that kind of era of gaming to me. Yeah, I, I, uh, okay, I'm looking at it now. And I do not, this doesn't look familiar at okay. all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Grimy top down shooter with like a lot of blood and gore and splatter Dude, and guns. This, this looks like something a friend of mine would draw in high school art class exactly that's exactly what it looks like yeah there's like a pirate guy with bones all over him and shit Uh well it is very much that but it has strong video game vibes and especially that soundtrack propels it it for me it's very like late 90s early 2000s really hard-hitting electronic and trip-hop sounding stuff that i think is fucking sick i love the soundtrack of this i meant to look at who did it but i never got to that no, oh, yeah, I mean the 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 soundtrack to me like the entire time uh it it really just like blended in the first couple times and I had to like cuz you know was watching it the third time just really trying to pay attention to elements I hadn't thought of I I paid attention to it now you're right like it just fits each mm-hmm. each scene it's in like the the soundtrack is just fitting perfectly and yeah, it does create that like video game vibe, and like in a, a very positive way. Not yeah. not and like it doesn't feel like we're watching video game cutscene after video game cutscene, but right, it's it, not that kind of shitty feel, right? Right, yeah, but it does still just have that like, uh, you know, su- survive the the villain shooting uh, fifty caliber miniguns at you for a minute and a half. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what else it's got. A goddamn old Bill Weasley in here. Yeah, Donald Gleason um, is... He's is so the, good, man. Yeah, he is. He's the unnamed like computer guy for the, for the gang. Hacker and we dude, find yeah. out, unfortunately, he's just a, a pure victim. Uh, Mom, Mama just but fucking scooped his eyes out well Oof. exploded his eyes in his skull and then replaced yeah. them with these robotic eyes. Um, and it, it looked like they maybe had force tattooed on his forehead mole as well i know what was going on with that it seemed like his entire role was very reluctant i don't want to be here he looked really sad and upset all the time yeah uh um and yeah and and our sidekick anderson uh you know uh lets us know he is an innocent he's not done anything so yeah it's it's sad and donald gleason's great and this of course would lead to uh, 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 you know Garland and Donald Gleason uh, working together on Ex Machina, which is oh, a yeah, movie amazing. we'll have to do in the future. Because God, it's so good. Alex Garland <laughs> rules, man. Like I've been a fan of this guy for so long. And yeah. I'm glad that more people are getting exposed to him now. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Yeah. So this movie, man. Let me tell you something <laughs> that like really hit hard for me. It's the slow-mo drug scenes. like Yeah, dude. Oh, man. So fucking cool. I love that everything has this glimmery, shimmery, yeah. like space dust kind of look. And these yes. people are like clearly just in ecstasy and the world is moving so slow around them it's while like they're in this trip. a Lisa Frank drug or something. It is, right? And totally. I want that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Though the slow-mo... Like, I, I, I see how it would be fun... 
in certain circumstances. Every circumstance anybody's using it in this movie, it does not look fun. Mm-mm. Who would want to be using some slow-mo drug while being chased in the back of a car by the police? Like, what? <laughs> so it's terrible. Not a performance-enhancing drug, no. right? I love, too, like, during one of the, the big slow-mo uh, busts that they do, it shows the perspective of the people that are tripping where you're seeing hinges fly off of doors in slow-mo and bullets move through the air. Yeah. And then there'll be like half a second of what's happening in real time to right. uh, Dredd and Cassandra and everything's moving so fast and it's so violent. And then right back to this super serene slow-mo effect. It's so effective to show you the two different states of reality the people in the yeah. scene are in. Yeah, the that bit where Mama is on uh, slow mo in the bath and she just raises up her hand. Oh the yeah! Water. All those slow mo scenes, the they're shot, you know, with slow mo cameras. Like this is not done after, uh, but actually shot in slow mo. And so you get like the little water droplets separating and like sheets of water just forming holes that separate into several droplets. Oh, it's beautiful. Like, gorgeous and then also that like sparkle effect clearly comes back in annihilation like garland clearly was like i like that let's let's bring that in oh dude yeah that lisa frank purple green white Uh sort of shimmer that all this stuff has whenever you're tripping is absolutely there in in, uh annihilation and one thing that i wonder about and i wonder about how good it was and i also wonder about if it maybe affected the perception and revenue of this movie uh, all that stuff was in 3D initially, right? Right, yeah. And that was a, a very, very uh, like negative, especially in um, England, I believe. It was only shown in 3D on mm. the premiere date, and that drove people away. Because yeah. I, I don't want to see a fucking 3D movie. I'm no, not interested. No, 3D, 3D sucks. Yeah. Like, I know that we tried to do that revival kind of right around this time period where <laughs> everything was again. coming out in 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, it'll absolutely yeah. come back. But I remember by that time, you know, 2012-ish, I mean, I was never really into it anyway. I was never right. like, oh, yeah, we got to go see this in 3D. Right. Um, I've had very few 3D movie experiences that I would say actually made the movie cooler like watching avatar in 3d on a huge screen yeah it made it you know easier to forget how fucking lame <laughs> that movie is yeah mm-hmm. uh seeing jurassic park in 3d when they did that 3d restoration that was kind of fun because i've seen that movie 80 billion times so it was uh-huh. like seeing it a little differently other than that though i've not really had a lot of good 3d movie experiences now that being said maybe if i was watching this in 3d with these shots being, you know, suggested by Garland, who has such a great eye, maybe it would have made some of those trippy ass scenes even more, uh, you know, mind erasing, really more, uh, yeah, immersive, so to speak. Maybe, honestly, yeah. Like th- uh, there are times now where, like, you know, we'll see something that sh- could have been seen in 3D back in the day, and I'm like, I bet that was cool. Like yeah. watching the whole thing in 3D, not not mm. for me. But that one moment probably really hit. So the slow mo moments in 3D probably would have been really cool. Yeah, and maybe some of the stuff where Cassandra is using her psychic abilities. Right. I like how yeah, they handled that. that. Cool. You could uh-huh. you could tell when she was using her powers, where like everything else would kind of blur except for her face. Like, uh-huh. maybe that was a cool effect in 3D, but yeah, I think ultimately just the choice to put it out in that format, especially uh, exclusively in that format in the UK, probably yeah. held it back Where more than it. It probably would have had the biggest, like, 
uh, well of fans to draw from. Yeah, you like, think? Why are you driving people away with like forcing 3D on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. Um, one of the only negatives about the movie that comes to mind is there's some CG blood in it that's pretty obvious. You there's can a little always bit, yeah. Uh-huh. But man, the effects are pretty fucking good past Yeah, that. they are. Yeah, they are beyond that. They And again, it's just like like they did in Annihilation where they're trying to combine as much practical effects and letting the CGI people see the practical effects early on so they know how to paint the practical effects in the final product yeah and yeah i think yeah you're right there's some cgi blood but other than that uh i don't really have any complaints about the effects they're pretty pretty great (laughs) well and like the epic cityscapes like those really wide shots where you just see this unending smoggy nasty industrial sprawl that is mega city one like this place is a fucking hellhole and those shots are so convincing that looks like los angeles 2139 right you know? well and they they shot on practical johannesburg streets and they just painted the background yeah yeah to look like you know with all these huge mega structures so that i think again like you know just like i said with annihilation these this is the way to use uh cgi is yes. to just like work department to department to make sure you're all working toward a goal of making it look as real as possible and mm-hmm. and when you do it, it turns out great like i you know there's there are definitely shots that i'm like well that's clearly cgi it's 2012 like there's yeah. definitely gonna be some stuff stuff that's clearly cgi but most of the time you're seeing practical stuff you're seeing you know uh, carl urban ride an actual motorcycle on an actual street like that's yeah. cool yeah, totally. And it looks dope. And the editing choices are really, really good, too. Some of the yeah. fast edits and the action scenes. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is put together really well. You mentioned that, that there was an edit that was kind of weird to you, right? I didn't yeah, Okay, this. yeah. Alex Garland did the final edit, and I, I think you're right. It's edited really well. But there is one edit that stood out as a little bit off to me, and that is when he comes in to the room after, you know, he's made it up to the the final boss room, and Mama has just put that uh, little device on her arm that's going to detonate the bomb if her heart stops. Uh, and they've shot all the other guys, and Mama's there, and she's like, you know, whatever. And then he, you know, t- he he knows he can't kill her, so he just shoots her in the side. Yeah. And then we go from that room where there were like weapons all over the place to now she's laying on a bed and there's a, a like uh, an Uzi nearby like hmm. near her hand yeah. and he's standing over her in the bed and right, like, what, where are we now yeah it's it's one of those things where I, I assume there was probably some stuff in between that they just cut for time and for expediency but it was a little bit jarring to me yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch that again whenever I, I see this movie for a second time and see if I catch that. Because that does just sound like something got cut. There was a scene that was missing, something get, didn't get shot, but they had to get from point A to point C. So, fuck point B, I guess, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's obviously not be- a big enough deal that I caught it, because I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it is a big deal, honestly. Uh, the only other, like, major like element i think that that really makes it work is that olivia thurlby is so like uh such a sympathetic character like she she very much like 
wears her emotion on her face at times mm-hmm. that lets you, you know, as a viewer who is seeing horrendous violence being perpetrated all over the place, that's the end, right? There's one person at least who is just not dealing with this well. And yeah. She, <laughs> she does a great job. <laughs> yeah, she does. She sells it very, very well, man. And the movie is just short and fast paced it's like barely over yeah. an hour and a half it's kind yeah. of what it needed to be to exactly. me like, I, I don't think this yeah. needed to be any longer than what it was yeah i i just wish they could get a, a sequel right? somehow like uh, carl yeah, urban carl still looks great i mean he could yes, still totally do it he'd be awesome and, and and again that's what i said about judge dread is that he ages like he ages he, yeah so like it's fine if he's a little bit older now and <laughs> and also like Alex Garland, I think he's high high enough profile at this point. He probably could get it made. So, like, True. I'm interested. Well, if and this they has developed do. quite a following too. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. people that love this movie. So, yeah, and then sh- they should. It's it's really well done. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't really have a ton of complaints. It's a short, tight movie that just yes. drops you right into this crazy, futuristic hellscape. Doesn't give uh-huh. you a ton of exposition, but it shows you as you go along to help build that world and not leave you in the dust where you're just like, wait, what the fuck? We're in mega what now? Like, yeah. I never felt <laughs> stranded. Like, I was kind of wondering if, you know, with it just dropping us into this world and me not knowing the source material at all, I was wondering if it was going to get into that turf where you're like, I'm lost. I have no idea who this character is. I don't know why that person just did that thing. Uh, it doesn't just hold you by the hand the whole movie. It's not like it's doing a lot of you know, really dumb exposition to make it uh-huh. clear, hey, are you following the movie? I just want you to know this is where we are. It never does that, but I also never felt stranded. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. There's one more element I did just want to point out, just because okay. I'm a huge Fallout fan, but uh, the drug that they use, slow-mo, yeah. uh, it, that is an inhaler, is, I, I would say, almost 100% inspired by the drug Turbo, in fallout which is an inhaler drug that speeds up the player or in fallout 4 slows has a very similar slow time effect so that's cool yeah and again i think that might be a a case of uh the influence being influenced by the thing being influenced because fallout 4 changing it to like a slow time effect may have been uh, a little bit of an inspiration from from dread that's cool man that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool Damn, dude. Fun fucking movie. I'm glad that I finally got to see this one. I can see why people had been telling me for a long time I needed to watch it. <laughs> yeah. They were yeah, right. Absolutely. They, they are. And, and I, yeah, if, you, if you've gotten through this entire thing and still are like, should I watch it? Go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Go watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to point out or you want to slap a number on no, it and hit the I'm road? Ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to slap a number on it, hit the road. I, I think, um, you know, this is this is one of those films that uh certainly uh, as a horror movie podcast i don't know that i could argue this is horror right but it is gory it is brutal Ooh, yeah. it is full of violence but also making a point about that violence making a point and and really like satirizing the militarized police force and and surveillance uh state and and all these other absolutely terrible 
realities that we live in uh and showing us that this as a dystopia is so wild to imagine like back in 2012 like could you imagine this and here we are in 2023 where it's like yes i can (laughs) more clearly now than ever yes Yes, absolutely (laughs) yeah absolutely i can so very very much like um still relevant and really well done i i seriously have no complaints about any of the acting everybody is just doing such a great job with their character really seems to know like how their character would act and move and and emote and everything and i i just think that like uh knowing that this according to some should be considered alex garland's first directorial effort is not surprising having seen his other movies like this sure this is really well done yeah really well done really really well like put together very very innovative and interesting uh it's hard as i said as you just said it's hard for me to think of anything that i dislike Uh, like i i i definitely think yes some of the cgi shows its age but not terribly so it's not that bad yeah and just yeah like one small editing blip that i wouldn't even have pointed out if i wasn't watching this movie three times over the past Mm -hmm. few days like uh so yeah to me gosh boy it's gotta be gotta be up there right oh oh oh, this is a rough one i'm i'm thinking nine to nine and a half yeah pretty fair i mean if you got so little to complain about man i mean yeah i i really enjoy it it's entertaining as well yes even with the brutality and the stuff that is hard to watch yeah totally agree man i think i'm gonna go i'll go a little bit lower than you maybe as i watch it more times i'll come to love it even more but just as a first watch you know super fast paced quick hour and a half action flick with uh some cool stuff to say or cool stuff to not say if you just want to watch it get blown up and shredded by bullets Uh i'm gonna go with like a a seven and a half man i I think the the vibe the look of the movie the the things that they did practically like the costumes and the the uh, motorcycles and shit all look really fucking great it's got an awesome aesthetic to it uh-huh. and that that soundtrack and that late 90s video game vibe i fucking yes uh-huh. love i love 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 that shit so yeah really solid flick seven and a half great suggestion to uh, put that one in the old smoking bowl miles Hell yeah go. thanks miles yeah this movie will go for miles miles not only uh, great taste in movies great taste in beer and always a good hang uh that miles Mm -hmm. Mm, that's what they say about him that's that is that listen (laughs) he's he should get that tattooed just in quotes always a good hang (laughs) yeah yep that's right (laughs) we'll suggest that uh so yeah (laughs) thanks so much for putting that one in the smoking bowl that was a really great watch and uh, you can also put a movie into the smoking bowl if you That's submit right. one over to our Patreon page. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon exclusive el- uh, episodes. We just had uh, the Home Alone Hell Rankers came out last week. Um, also, if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl like Miles Ooh. did. And then we draw it from the smoking bowl and then we cover that movie on the show. That's Hello. right. Last episode of the month is always a Patreon pick. So the episode at the end of January could be yours. So That's right. don't delay. Sign up today. Also, follow us on all of our social media accounts that you can find on our Linktree page. It's the easiest way to track down all of them and give us a follower on the Instagrams and our Facebook group, which is always a 
a highlight of my day to check out. Yeah. So uh-huh. be sure to hang out with your boys on all them social medias and tune in to next week's episode. We're kicking off 20 and 24 with one that we've meant to do on the show for five yeah. years. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one I, I've seen a few times and also our buddy Brandon really recommended that oh, yes. we, we do it on the show. So it's, it's time we get to Pontypool. 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 Uh-huh. What a yeah. weird movie this is. I this love, is a weird one, man. Yes. I love it and I'm very excited to get into like what it's trying to say about language. Yes. Which is, I let just a little spoiler. It's about language, mm-hmm. but that's not a spoiler. <laughs> right? It is. Yeah. A, it is an odd one. I'm looking forward yeah. to watching it again cuz I think I've only seen it the one time. Yeah, yeah, um, I, it's definitely on rewatch. Uh, you know, you're going to notice a lot of things that you didn't okay, see the cool. first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. This will probably be a good one, considering we'll have a lot of people that are probably holed up and snowed in and isolated oh, yeah. by the time we get to January. You might just be mm-hmm. feeling like you're in Pontypool yourself. So give that That's one right. a watch and uh, tune into the next episode of the show, in which we'll break that down. And I will be Uncle Ben. I will be Hollywood Steve. We'll be Dad and Lovely. Thanks for a fun year of listens. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look forward to more. Yeah, me too. Bye bye. All right, I got a bold new business venture that I'm looking for investors for. You ready to hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got my money ready. Okay, well, let me uh, let me elevator pitch it. You. you ready? Okay, let's hear it. So I'm getting sick and tired of the grubby old ceiling fan that I got in my living room, right? I want to replace the thing. Okay. But anytime you go on the internet and you try to find yourself a new ceiling fan, you got to go to a Lowe's, you got to go to a Home Depot. I mean, any of these places that sell everything mm-hmm. from, yeah, ceiling fans to lighting sure, fixtures yeah. to, you know, everything in between, nuts and bolts, right? It's just too much shit to wade through just so that I can get myself a nice little breeze going in my living room. I'm tired of having to wade through all that shit to find what I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. They have too much stuff there. And, uh, yeah, it definitely seems like you go there, and now you're walking through an entire aisle of screws. Oh, it's like, where, come on. where are the ceiling fans, man? Come on. Exactly right, man. That's why I'm proposing we start up an online retailer website okay. that is only only catering towards people like myself who are looking for the perfect ceiling fan and that's all you're looking for okay uh-huh. <laughs> that's okay. why i'm gonna start up onlyfans.com oh you like it it's Whoa, right there okay, in the name okay, okay. only fans okay. mm-hmm. and have you checked to see if this domain is available i haven't but i mean i think if i knew of another only you know ceiling fans retailer mm-hmm. out there i probably would have heard about it by now yeah uh, well i mean <sighs> There is, in fact, a website called OnlyFans.com where a lot oh, of hardworking uh, people uh, show Are up. Are they selling fans? Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, that's different. That's not it what is. I mean at all. Yeah. So you may, maybe huh. with a Z? What about if I did the .net, OnlyFans.net? Okay, there you go. Yeah, .net. I mean, oh, here's the thing. That looks a little, it looks a little trashy. It kind of does when you do it the does, .net. It's yeah. like, you couldn't spring for .com, really? Yeah. Yeah, or a dot hmm. .biz. Ooh, what? Okay, yeah, Yuck. that's just, yeah, it's not really the right look for the business. Oh, well, okay, but you can get, like, 
dot whatever now, right? Okay, so you're only fa dot ns. Oh, okay, only fa dot ns. <laughs> this should I do like it. That. that can work. Okay, all right. Well, I'm looking for investors, so if you're interested in investing in my OnlyFans, be sure to get in my DMs.